0: Come on, boys. The boys are back in Blitz Month rolls on. I kind of pulled an audible because again, uh, typically we have a full sit-down episode with Taylor Bratt and Gene Taylor in August. But as everyone knows, the world is on fire, and those are busy guys. Luckily, Taylor came in. And hung out with us the last. Uh, Sorry, I, oh, sent, I sent you a picture. Mid yeah, sentence. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> um, not wrong. Microphone quality has been kind of hit or miss with Zoom. Um, but yeah, but,
1: said, got a compliment there. Personality is amazing. Who, who says that about us? No not a lot of people.
0: That, that was awesome. Um, and again, honestly, I. It, the, the issue is is i do these on my work computer because my regular computer sucks and when i got my new work computer it does not recognize any external mics so mm-hmm. that's why it sucks and i'm sorry but hey you know what? in in football season we're going to be getting together in person a lot more um so we'll actually use our equipment soon so but yeah uh, yeah so we we decided to go rogue a little bit i didn't know how many questions or er, uh questions we are going to get but we got enough ask bosco questions for basically a full episode before we get into it um let's just kind of we typically like to do this we like to make fun of uh different fan bases and shit that happened on twitter this month on our monday shows how fucking hilarious were iowa state fans trying to talk down to our stadium when they have like the most basic ugly just gross small nothing cool about it stadium in the world and they were trying to talk shit on bill snyder family stadium
1: yeah and ours is like we have albeit it's 50 it's fifty thousand, which is not terrible that's enough people to be you know considered we've had one of the rowdiest stadiums in the country for a decent run of time but um God, their stadium is just so damn dumpy. And it's just – it's, like, one of my least favorite types of stadiums, too, where it's kind of, like, wide open.
0: It's like and together. It's not it's, continuous. Yeah.
1: It's so – it's – they've added on to it, but it's, like – it seems like each side is so fucking far from the other side. And, you know, there's no – what I love about our stadium is it's, like, dug out into the ground. And it's got that east side that kind of helps keep the noise in. I don't know. I mean, our stadium had humble, a very humble beginning, and I think it's turned into a pretty damn nice stadium. So I I will say what really kicked it off was, and I am in favor of this, and I, I do like that they're, how they've incorporated Jack Trice into it. He's cool. That's like the one thing that I think that's very cool about Iowa State is kind of the history of Jack Trice, but God, that stadium is dog shit. And I just love that how quickly like <laughs> that was posted and how quickly it was just fucking like a pack of hyenas, K-State fans shredding it immediately. It was great.
0: Yes. And, and, and again, w- w- whenever we're talking about Jack Trice state, it, it takes nothing away from the man, one of the pioneers and a very tragic uh, time at Iowa state. And I love that they named their stadium after Jack Trice, the player. It's yeah. a shame that it's a dog shit stadium. They couldn't make a better stadium to be the namesake, um, but it's just trash. And they are trying to like pimp out like this weird glass building off in the horizon. Like I don't, it's get bad. It. It was-
1: Everything about it is ugly. Um, it's really terrible. And it, the press box is one of the most like comical things that I've seen. It's so small. The end zone is horrendous. It's just bad. I mean, I've never, we've never covered a game there, but it's pretty renowned for being. I've been to
0: three games there and it's gross. Like, it's not. The press box is renowned for being like,
1: oh, it's leaking on my computer right now. There's something leaking from the ceiling. So it's fucking awful. But
0: what's funny is, Iowa State fans, instead of just like embracing it, like, yeah, we need to do something, like, you don't go to games to watch the press box. Okay, fuck off. Like, is there,
1: um, besides KU,
0: I mean, it's probably the worst stadium a, in the Big 12. With a bullet. Like, no one else is even close. Again, I have not. So, the only – I haven't been to Baylor's new stadium, and I haven't been to Oklahoma's stadium, and I'm never going to go to Oklahoma stadium. I hope they die. Um, God,
1: that sucks, actually, now that I think about it. Like, I'm, I'm not going fine. to Norman now.
0: Yeah, it's it's fine. I don't care. Um, like, it's not even close. Like, I think Stillwater, their stadium is dramatically overrated. I think Bill Snyder Family Stadium, like legitimately, if you're talking, like if you take away size, Bill Snyder Family Stadium, legitimately one of the best stadiums in the Big 12. TCUs is, okay, so I haven't been to TCUs. That one looks really cool, but no one's ever there. So it doesn't matter. But like Jack Trice Stadium is just dumb. It it has to be like the bottom 15 of Power 5 football. Just gross-looking stadium. There's nothing cool. Again, it's it's fun when their fans show up. You know they're good, so they sell it out. Congrats! It's, but it's definitely gross. the
1: worst. I I think. I think yeah. I mean, it, it's stadium. better than
0: Vandy. Vandy's like legitimately worse <laughs> than KU. Vandy's like, was so
1: bad. Um,
0: but again, it's like after that, like even like Wake Forest and Duke. It's like okay, those are historic. They look a little bit better. I, I don't know, Jack Trice is a is without a doubt the second worst stadium in the Big 12.
1: And honestly, like, I would put it on par with KU if it was... It, the only thing it has on KU is that they've added, it's got, what, 10,000 more?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and I think it does look like... Here's the thing, just power wash the outside of Memorial Stadium, KU. Like, yeah. make it so the, the cement isn't moldy.
1: It's... Mm, those are two horrendous stadiums. And I have a lot of pride in Bill Snyder family stadium. So say what you want, but Hey, the proof's in the pudding that we got four brand new uh, video boards and that's those four video boards are probably fucking worth more than KU stadium alone. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, timeout. Uh, I, it's sorry to go back to Iowa State. I, so I got my jokes off, but the best tweet of the entire time when people were dunking on Iowa States, so there's actually a couple A few of the boneheads started comparing uh, Jack Trice's press box to the press boxes in the MIAA and (laughs) (laughs) Kings Jugos, but yours calling their end zone a, what what was it, a Country Stampede ass end zone? That
1: is one of maybe my favorite tweets that I've ever put out there. I might have to hit a retweet on that.
0: Yeah, that every time they come up. That was great. It really does.
1: I mean, it looks literally like a Country Stampede stage. Like, it's terrible. So fucking terrible.
0: It was amazing, and again, like for a while, we were like not clowning on Iowa State fans, but fuck them. Like it's close enough to the season. I hope that I'm not forced to choose between them and Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship game because I don't know what I'm gonna do. But it's yeah, like the Farmageddon freezes dead. I'll- like so- someone tell John Kurtz the freeze is over. He keeps trying to push this shit. No, someone tell John. Honestly,
1: like, honestly, if I would cheer for Oklahoma, <laughs> I really, I really I- would.
0: I don't know. I'm hoping we don't have to find out, but I don't know. So um, it is Blitz Month. Like I said, we're doing Q&A. We have a great schedule. We got three more preview shows. We have the live show where I think live show we're going to do more Big 12 predictions. Then the following week, we're going to have four more previews, and it's going to be some of the heavy hitters covering K-State. Then we're going to have the bonehead prediction show Uh, next week where all the Blitz Week questions, every bonehead who shows up will come up on stage and give their predictions. Then after that, we are in game week. Grant and I will get together Uh for the Bosco's Boys uh, prediction show. We are going to have another Blitz Week preview show. Then we're going to have the Stanford preview. Then we're going to have another Blitz Month where we're going to talk, hopefully, to someone who's also going to give a little bit of insight into some of the other fall sports Then we're going to have our first ever locker room show. I guess it's a green room show where the boneheads are going to help preview the Stanford game. And then it's Stanford time. We will be down in Texas. It's going to be awesome. This month has made this like go by even faster. So I'm I'm happy that I think you were, I I threw the idea out there, but you're the one that said, no, let's go for it. Let's go for the full month. And it's made August seem to go by really fast.
1: Yeah, I can't believe we're, what, two weeks away? 18 days away, or something like that.
0: It's the 15th. And the third. So we have 15, 16, 17, 8, 19 days. That's
1: pretty fucking insane. It seems like it was just like 70 days. I feel like somebody put a countdown out there. So it has really flown by. And I'm. I
0: I remember on some of the live shows, it's like, oh, we're inside 100 days. Like, I specifically remember. Like the countdown like a hundred days, like saying that in one of the live shows. So it's amazing. I'm definitely starting
1: like to... to get like nervous thinking oh. about what it's gonna be like. I'm excited. I can't wait to be back in a stadium with fans. And I think I think I've made arrangements to go to that first game on, on the eleventh too. So Ooh, all right.
0: It's
1: it's looking it's it's all starting to look things are looking up. Yeah. At so... least in one one part of my sports world, things are getting close. And I hope it stays up. I
0: yeah. Hope it stays up. yeah, well, we'll maybe uh, during a bye week, we'll have like a full deep dive into the English Premier League before we get no, into these questions.
1: No, we're not, not gonna, This year, next no. year? No,
0: yeah. I
1: think we're, if, if we hire Antonio Conte, then I'll be back on.
0: If How you guys that? get, oh man, that would be pure, that would be great theater. That would be great for the drama. There's that
1: zero, zero chance that's going to happen, but that's okay. I can yeah, think about right. it.
0: One question before we dive in here, because I do want to give a shout out to John Kurtz. While someone needs to get it through his head that the Farmageddon freeze is over, he needs to stop playing nice with Iowa State fans. Uh, he had a great question, and it was stemmed from Kellis's Q and A. Um, so we're kind of like bringing all of our friends into the show without them actually being here. They were comparing this season to the 2016 season, where we went eight and four in the regular season then Jesse Ertz got that bull win over A&M, you know, and it was a kind of, I, I mean, I kind of see why there would be the descriptions, but John Kurtz had the question right now. And I think they had a poll over on the game. Would you take eight and four right now? And when I was listening back to that, and that was, I think, their Friday show, I was listening to it this morning while I was drinking coffee, hanging out with old Chauncey Bosco, uh, the wonder pup. And I was thinking to myself, man, if someone would have asked me that 30 days ago, I would have said, yes, pencil me in. But I have myself hyped up thinking <laughs> any, like, I, I think almost anything is possible. So I almost right now is like, no, I want to ride this shit out. I want to see what happens. Instead of taking eight and four, where's your head at, head at right now?
1: Completely agree. One, yes, I'm to the point where that childlike optimism. Has kicked in. I do genuinely like this squad quite a bit. And I think that we can do damage. But also, if you factor in, like, this could be the last year that we are in a fucking Power Five conference. I'm not taking eight and four. Let's go big or go home. We need one more magical run left. If this is it, then let's, let's write, let's roll the dice 100%. No way I'm taking eight and four. I say, I mean, I'd rather roll the dice than, and face a six and six a seven and five or even fuck I think we would I think we'd end up eight and four anyways so oh, roll yeah. the dice let's end up in Arlington because I don't think eight and four is gonna end up in Arlington. It's, no. it, it could It realistically it would, could.
0: I mean yes you, but you have to start getting involved with a lot of tiebreakers there. Um, so I,
1: I think uh, I think this team has has it in them to to push for that second spot.
0: Yeah, I don't I, know if I, we're
1: unanimous want Well, maybe we'll just not lose to anybody, but yeah, I really do think that 0. it's possible. I don't, when I look at the rest of the conference outside of Oklahoma, I think, why not? Like every game's going to be, I think, fairly even. So roll the dice, baby.
0: Okay, so I, I like that why not uh, moniker. I think we need to get Will on some why not Bosca's Voice t-shirts. I agree. Will, yeah. if you're
1: listening to this right now,
0: uh, uh, or I might text you because I think we probably should have come up with this like a little bit earlier. Kind of hype up okay. the stuff in the offseason, okay. but oh well. Okay, let's get into the questions. The boneheads did a great job with very little notice. They always come through. They're the best fans in all of podcasting. We're gonna get stuff started, and this is a great question because it kind of gets into uh, kind of like philosophy of the word impact. So it's from our guy. Evan D. Lana, Alana, 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 Lack, One of my favorites. Aim low, shoot high. They call me Smalls OP. Uh, great uh, picture with him and his wife. We love Evan. All right, so bigger impact this whole year. Seawolf, and I'm going back all in on it. I don't care that I got bullied for a year. Seawolf or Sea Bass? <laughs> so that's Jackson Ian, or Sebastian Taylor. Who do you think has a bigger impact this year? And then how are you going to define impact?
1: I'm not sure how I'm going to define impact, but I genuinely think that there, at this point in the season, is a case to be made that Sea Wolf makes even has contributes more to the team and contributes more to the even offense. I could legitimately even say statistically at this point than Sea Bass because, and I shared this in the last pod with Drew that I don't necessarily rate Shabazz and Taylor all that highly um, as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two, just because our wide receivers have been stricken so deeply to their bones with just horrendously inconsistent play. And, you know, and Taylor finally kind of broke out of a shell last year. And what did that really, what all, what did he do? He was average to below average wide receiver. Um, possibly at his best last year. And he's coming, he just started to integrate into practice. He just started playing again and we're what 19 days away from, from game one. I just don't, I just don't see him being that big of a contributor this year. I would love to be wrong, but I don't think he's all that good of wide receiver uh, in the first place. And he's coming off a major, major injury. I think that's going to affect him physically. It's definitely going to affect him mentally. Um, And I think, other wide receivers are probably going to step up anyways. So, and we know how we like to use the fullback and this offense. We got a nice preview of it last year against Oklahoma state. I think there's going to be a lot of that and that doesn't even look into, that doesn't even account Seawolf's blocking ability and what he's going to do in that facet of the offense. So
0: I'd say Seawolf, why not? Yeah. So I, when I say, when I think impact, I think it's, Jacksonine, the Seawolf, without a doubt, mainly because of what he does in the running game, blocking, all that type of stuff. But Noah's Wild. So uh, Jacksonine, and he broke his hand in the middle of the season. So he wasn't even an option to catch the ball towards the end of the year. He had seven grabs for 78 yards, so 11.1 average. So, Chibat, and that's as a fullback. Sebastian Taylor had 19 receptions for 293, so only an average of 15.4, one touchdown. So again, I actually think when it's all said and done, if you look at just receiving staff, I think I think it's a little crazy to think, all right, Sebastian Taylor will be outgained, outreceived by Jackson. But it's not like as crazy as yeah, like someone on out the, the outside would be like, what Sebastian uh, Taylor? I mean, because what he was last year's he was last year's le- leading receiver as a receiver, Sebastian Taylor. Yeah. So I think yeah. someone from the outside would be like, you are fucking high thinking that a fullback might outperform him statistics-wise. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's the craziest thing we've ever said on this show.
1: No, for sure it's not. And we're going to be distributing the ball to Deuce in the passing game quite a bit, Amater Bebe, Howell. I think Sammy Wheeler is going to come back into the fold quite a bit. Malik Knowles is, I just think, out and out our best receiver, and I don't think it's close if you put those two head to head while they're playing their best. So yeah, I don't know. I would love to be wrong. I would love to have Chabas and Taylor take another step forward, but I just don't think he's that good. And he's coming off an ACL. That's, that's a huge injury. So we'll see. Yep. If he I, can I, just I, catch the ball and be somewhat reliable, I'd be very if, happy with that as a wide Dalton receiver Schoen, too. Schoen. Yeah. I would want yes. him to
0: be Dalton shown for us. Um, so no doubt. Another one from Evan, uh, this is a good one. More res- or, uh, where would you put the over-under on non-offensive touchdowns this year? Do you take the over-under. So last year, I believe, we had three return touchdowns and two pick sixes, no scooping scores. So that would be five. It was a somewhat shortened year. So I would put it at the over-under at five and a half. So I'm I'll gonna say. say five and a half. Do you take the over or under five and a half non-offensive touchdowns?
1: This year? I'd say over. I mean, it was a shortened year, and nine of your 10 games were Big 12 opponents. Five is pretty low. I would wanna see what 19 looked like. How many, how many defensive <laughs> yeah, touchdowns? I- and well, let's see. In 2019, we had four. Kickoff returns. So that's four right there. One with Malik Jones, three with Youngblood. Uh, and, then uh, and then we had four Brooks, had Brooks had I remember, had return. one punt return to Navy that I can think of. So that's five right there.
0: Okay. So we had five. I would do,
1: I would we set had, the line around like eight or nine.
0: Well, no, I, I mean, I think five is the correct call because we only yeah. had six uh, non offensive touchdowns in 2019. Uh, we didn't have a pick six. We did have a scoop and score from Mr. Jonathan Alexander. That's right. And then we had the five. Uh, no pick rec- sixes in all of
1: 2019. Yep, no pick. Sixes. I remember. So I do recall thinking. Half. I recall thinking like, we're not. We don't intercept the ball very much in 2019.
0: Yeah. So 2019, we had. Not okay, a lot. I think. I. I still five, seven eight nine. Ten. Well, we had eleven picks in 2019. I'd still
1: take the over. Of five, I'll take the
0: over five. Well, I said five and a half, but yeah, it's still over six. five. So and you a think half. we get six or more? I think we get right at five again. That's a great I question. I, I like the five and a half line, um, and I like I like where Evans head at. So he has another good one, and I think he specifically phrased it this way, and I think it's an interesting question. More receiving touchdowns from wide receivers or running backs, and I'm assuming he specifically said those things to exclude tight ends. So straight up wide receivers or running backs for the sake of this, we're going to say fullbacks don't count. So Jackson doesn't count for the running backs, more receiving touchdowns, wide receivers or running backs. It's a good question.
1: I'm going to say wide receivers. Um, I just don't know. I'm really interested to see how we are going to get creative with Deuce Vaughn this year. Um, Pretty much all the focus, I think, of the opposing defense is going to be focused on Deuce. Um, so I think that's going to open things up for the wide receivers, actually, in a, in a way. But I think wide receivers.
0: I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think it's going to be wide receivers and not even close. Because last year, Deuce, while very prolific re- receiving the ball, only had two touchdowns. Malik Knowles, who only played in like half the games, had yeah. three Phillip Brooks got two. Sebastian Taylor got one. Um, and that's all with, you know, Will Howard yeah. struggling. So I think it's going to be wide receivers. It's not going to be close. But, again, uh, it's, it's I don't. Kind of I don't wild. think that's a
1: hot take then. yeah, <laughs> You I, just kind of laid it out there.
0: Yeah, it, but, but it is kind of wild how I think yardage and touchdowns are so different when it comes to the running backs and wide receivers. I could see a scenario where it's not even close. Um, But I could see Deuce, again, leading the team in touchdown reception or touchdown uh, or not touchdowns, receiving yardages, but having maybe only one or two touchdowns. Because, again, he's not going to get a receiving touchdown once you're in the red zone. He's going to get receiving touchdowns if he breaks like a 70 yard swing pass. Well,
1: I do think that one of his two touchdowns was in the red zone last year when he broke like 700 Texas Longhorn ankles.
0: Oh, that might have been rush. a pass, though. It I might have that, been. I thought that was a rush. but
1: For I... some reason, I think it was a pass, but I could be wrong. But I just think that question in general, like, you, when you lay it out there, you have the stats right in front of you. It is already not even close. So, like, I think that just shows, though, that Evan is probably thinking it just shows, like, our lack of confidence in wide receivers. The fact that it, although it wasn't even close, like, we're probably remembering it what's sticking out in our memory is how unreliable our wide receivers are in the passing game.
0: And again, which, it might be this like whole buildup, you know, that you're, we're getting excited for the season, but, you know, I'm starting to feel really good about the wide receivers. Everything you're starting to hear about how you're hearing all these great things about Malik Knowles. Again, Keenan Garber's like in every single one of those practice, like hype tapes. And Malik I has, mean, this is like the longest streak
1: that yeah. Malik has had healthy and, you know, he doesn't have the distractions of, you know, outside Life. of the program that he's had last year that he had to deal with. So I do expect a pretty large year from Malik, um, but fingers crossed that he can just stay healthy. I'm really excited for Howell too. Sounds yep. like he's got some stick on his hands.
0: Yep. All right. And then the final one from Evan D. Shane, Alana, Alana, Lack. Um, and we might have to like work together on this gun to your head, top five in receiving yards this season. So, you know, where Evan's head was when he was asking these questions. So I think we both can pencil in Malik Knowles, Deuce Vaughn, and I would even say Bebe as being in the top three, right? Do you have any yes. with that? Okay.
1: Those would be my, yes, I had those. When I thought about this yesterday, I had those like the first three that I thought of okay. four and five are a little trickier. But I honestly think, mm, I'll say Howell and Sammy Wheeler.
0: Ooh, okay. So I agree with Howell because I'm buying into the hype. Um man.
1: I'd have to look, I would now I mean, that I say Sammy Wheeler, I really want to look at his stats, but I just remember I recall him being a very underrated, yeah. fairly so, consistent weapon for us.
0: Wheeler last year was one, two, three, four, five. He was sixth on only seven catches. Um, so And he had a touchdown. I, I would be tempted to go Phillip Brooks or Sebastian Taylor or even Keenan Garber as much as I'm kind of like a skeptic on Garber. I would be tempted to go any of those guys before Sammy Wheeler. I, I think I would still. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely saying how, and I think I would still go Sebastian Taylor over Phillip Brooks in the caveat of he is playing. I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent healthy, but as long as he's playing by that Southern Illinois game, I'd put Taylor yeah. in there because I have a little bit more faith, but. Outside of that, I would go Philip Brooks. Again, I've heard Sammy Wheeler a little banged up, nothing to worry, but I think I think it's going to be one of those. But, again, I mean, Sammy Wheeler, I mean, you might be right. I We'll, we'll just kind of – I'll go Maybe officially – Maybe I'm just – I'll officially think... go Brooks. You can go Sammy Wheeler. We can both disrespect Sebastian Taylor. He'll somehow hear this. He's going to go off, and, like, on his yes. senior night, he's going to go. Shout out to Bosco's voice for doubting me fuck the haters. I hate their show. I'm a, you know, short side option guy and uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll trash us and it's, and and I'll love it. And that'll be like yeah. the highlight of my life. So that's, that's what we're officially going to go with. I think
1: Sammy sticks out to me because he, maybe he just had a lot of memorable catches.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he's had, a, he had a lot of big plays. I think he was averaging, uh, Sammy Wheeler was almost 20 yards a catch. Yeah. so He was the second highest average yards only behind Keon Mosey, RIP. Although I can't wait to watch Keon play for Miami, Ohio on Maxion. Like I think he's legitimately going to tear up.
1: Yeah. And we'll be playing him next, ju- next year. That's going to be yeah. our conference. So it'll be familiar to us.
0: So that's, that's a good se- segue. So Joel, who's one of our normal guys, Uh, in the live show king joel underscore three if we get split up from ku iowa state who are our new new rivals and i like this question so I, i went a couple ways so in a world where we're still in a conference with oklahoma state i think it becomes a very easy rivalry all right neither one of us has uh texas or oklahoma we don't have ku iowa state then it's like you know all right two land grant schools uh, big eight schools, so Oklahoma State becomes our rival. If we get cut off from them and end up in like a Mountain West situation, then I say we go all in being mean to Colorado State. Yes, it's whoever um, we bully on Twitter first, yeah. I think. So, so it would be Colorado State, <clears throat> and if we end up in the American type thing, I say we go all out at uh, <clears throat> let's see. God, SMU conference. Yeah, <clears throat> mean, Tulsa, it's not as fun. We're not, enough, we're not close enough to Cincinnati. Houston um,
1: would probably be, be a team that we would, like, compete with fairly consistently. Yeah, but, like, they
0: don't have fans. Like, I want, yeah, I want to know, be rivals with care. someone who can, like, bully on Twitter.
1: I know. They don't – oh, God, just looking at that conference is sickening. Um,
0: yeah, it's depressing.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think – it's hard to say because we have to wait and see and let it blossom a little bit.
0: Yeah, We have to play them first. I, we'll just say Tulsa as a placeholder <laughs> and then see who we have to play <laughs> later.
1: Fine with
0: me. Yeah. Oh, God. And we'd have to play Wichita State two times a year in basketball. Yeah, it would, it would well, be Wichita State in
1: basketball. Basketball, yeah, for sure, Wichita State. Yeah, that would yeah. not be hard. To, that would not be hard to fabricate. That no, would be... it would not. I already
0: hate them. Um, Trey three nut. I don't. Tree nut, maybe. I don't know. That's TRE <laughs> three nut. Uh, our record through the first four games. Again, four this oh. is how I'm feeling right now, four and out. Oh. Four and out. Oh. Why not? It very, easily could be one, I, it very easily could be one and three. It would not be shocking if it was one and three. And I'm saying 4-0. That would
1: be so fucking devastating. Because I mean, we're currently
0: the <laughs> underdogs of Stanford. Almost everyone's saying Nevada's going to be better than Stanford and at Oklahoma State. I mean – We're going 4-0, we're going though. Yeah, but not we're, really going four now. we're going 4-0. We're going 4-0. KC Railroader asks, when the Cats start off 6-0, will you buy your tickets to Arlington the next day or wait until they hand Iowa State their worst beatdown in a decade? I already have my tickets to the Big 12 championship already have them. Not really. <laughs> if we start off 6-0, and like, I'm definitely going to be – I mean, I, I, I would – like, I'd be checking. Looking, I was checking into tickets last year uh, after we beat Oklahoma. So, I'll definitely have my eye on them. I won't buy them until it's until it's certain. It's bad luck.
1: That I is, can't put that I, – I would not – I would not fuck with that.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to ever do that again because I got a hotel for Miami, like, four <laughs> days before Baylor. So <laughs> –
1: but you kind of had to though.
0: Like yeah, that in that case, still, like you have you have to do it because it's so goddamn
1: expensive. They gouge you so hardcore. It
0: is, but it is what it is. All right. KC Railroader. <sighs> this is a good one. Will K State ever have someone as elite at dunking as Bill Walker? So here's my question to you. So he replied to this was in the replies of the Bill Walker dunk tape that K State basketball tweeted out four days ago. So here's my question. Bill Walker, without a doubt, in like our lifetimes, one of the greatest dunkers. But you know, you have to put two dudes who didn't like who played elsewhere but spent time at K-State. You have to look at Marcus Foster. You have to look at Cartier Jada as well. Yeah. Um, I think probably Bill Walker is better than both of them because like he dunked all the time. Like he, he had a couple highlights. For rides.
1: sure. He for like, sure he, was. He
0: dunked a lot more, but do you and think... he was
1: in the post a lot I mean yeah. he just he dunked constantly and he dunked violently yeah but
0: so I'm still gonna put him over I don't think he has like the single highlight but like his Cartier has the windmill versus KU uh Foster has like just sending posterized on Gonzaga on yeah just sending him back like forever no no who's an underrated dunker at his time at KCA was Wesley Awandu. he had like that coast to coast poster on A&M in the Sprint Center that me and my dad went wild. He had that game-winning dunk versus Iowa State as well. Um, so <laughs> who would be like the fourth member of the modern-day Mount Rushmore of K-State dunk?
1: I don't know. Wally was a pretty good dunker, but that was he like just a- had no career at all.
0: It, um, I feel like it never happened in games. It was always like Hey, we knew he could dunk, and he put on a show pregame, but I don't remember wild dunks in games from him.
1: I don't either. Um, I'm trying to think. Justin Edwards should have been a good dunker, but he missed way too many dunks for me to say that he was a great dunker. He had, like, an absurd vertical. He missed, seriously, like, at least three alley-oops. Ugh, made me so annoyed. Um, Who's on the current roster that's a good dunker?
0: Well, Davi dunks a lot, but he doesn't do anything cool. No, no actually, J.O. had a couple posters that one year. Like, he, he, like, three games in a row, he'd get it up at the free throw line and then just kind of do like two steps and then dunk on people. I'm
1: trying to think. It's tough. I, I mean, a one is a pretty good shout. Oh, shit. Dean Wade had some violent ass dunks.
0: Oh, shit. Especially that one on Brady Mannick. Also,
1: also, Barry dunked a, a decent amount, actually, but it was usually kind of coast to coast, but. Mm-hmm. Dean has two dunks that stick out to me, the one against Baylor that year when he just, like, shook that guy at the top of the key and went in and hammered it down. And then, yes, the alley-oop that broke his foot, which is devastating. But um, Dean was a good dunker. I'd put him up there when he was out of his shell.
0: Yeah. So, But I I think Bill Walker will probably – like, at least for – I, I don't see him being unseed. Also, Sneed. Sneed was a pretty good dunker. Oh, yeah. Sneed. How did we not?
1: I just – we didn't think, think of it. that team at all. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, I think I think actually Sneed might be better than any of the other ones we listed. He would, like, catch those alley-oops and just throw them down. Mm. I loved Sneed. I loved that team. Oh, some of he went off in the G League the other night. Yes, he did. Our what a pimp. Summer league, summer league, yeah. Okay, the next one. Paracat Ryan. What does Deuce Vaughn need to do to lose the uh, Darren Sproles clone moniker from every story about him? Can he escape the size in school comparison? Um, Yeah, I I don't particularly like that. Well, because I I think they're – They're not even
1: close to the same type of player.
0: Deuce is like a – he's an offensive utility player. He's like an offensive weapon. Darren Sproles at K-State was a running back – Deuce Vaughn is an offensive weapon. And I know Coach Kleiman, like he like said, I, I don't remember if it's in Arlington or if it was in his last press conference. Like, Deuce Vaughn is a good running back. I'm not saying he's a bad running back. I'm just saying that Deuce Vaughn is a much more, in his college career, a much more versatile offensive weapon. If you look back at Darren Sproles, people are kind of forgetting because he had that big screen pass touchdown versus Oklahoma and then what he did in the NFL. he wasn't catching a lot of balls at K-State. He was a true running back at K-State. I
1: mean, he would get 20 to 30 carries out of the backfield. And that's when we were so option heavy. So, I don't know. And Darren, like, was strong enough and weighed enough and probably was at least an inch or an inch and a half taller than Deuce was. That I mean, Darren was strong enough to be legitimately considered at some points a power running back. He would fucking run dudes over. So... It's not even close to the same. Um, they're just both really small, and I think it's annoying and lazy. But maybe we'll see more out of Deuce Vaughn this year. Maybe he will be more of a complete running back.
0: Yeah, I mean, but even then, I, I I still think it's like, okay, short guy from K-State. I think it's just kind of a lazy comparison, which whatever. I agree. It's national- I agree. It's, it's lazy for sure. Okay. S-L-K. So, I don't
1: know. Oh. So, well, what do we have to do? What does he have oh. to do? I don't know. I guess –
0: nothing I don't nothing. I don't think, I didn't think it's ever going to be dropped do. yeah yeah I, I think lazy national media I don't think there's anything they can do. which you know there's worse things all right so SL Keck asks he has three of them what's your go-to style of wine mine's a Syrah right now I like a good Syrah you know
1: it's a good question usually I lean towards a Merlot but um I haven't drank wine in so long except for We went to a winery like, I don't know, three weeks ago or something with Hazen and his wife. Uh, Shit, I know her name, but I can't remember if it's Don, it's Donica, I think. That's her name, but I'm afraid it's maybe Danica. No, it's Donica. Anyways, correct me later, but, uh, uh, and we like, I got a flight of wine and tried all sorts of wines and I hated like Chardonnay prior to that but we got a bottle of Chardonnay and I it was really fucking good so I'm gonna have to rethink and recalibrate my wine but usually it's a Merlot I guess wine fucks me up I, I don't think I can't really drink it anymore it hurts
0: do you remember uh, Wine Tuesday Live uh back in the <laughs> Decembers of my old uh Topeka apartment i loved i loved Wine tuesdays shout shout out to uh anthony uh i don't know if i should say his last name or not but whatever anthony listens and i think it was the last Wine tuesday (laughs) live like that was a holiday one wasn't it yeah holiday yeah because i would have people over and uh he like was hurting bad and he didn't leave he passed out on my couch like i'm getting up (laughs) to go to work the next morning i think he's dead he's still there when i come home so shout out to anthony you're great so the next one from sl Keck. what's a bucket list city for you to visit
1: i'm gonna ask a follow-up to this too okay we
0: we'll say bucket
1: fine. list bucket list city and then bucket list u.s city
0: okay well so, so
1: for me london
0: yeah so i've been to london but i want to go and be able to see soccer games london's I freaking just, awesome yeah. and so is edinburgh I want to get back to those places. And it has to like truly be a place I haven't been to. I'd say Dublin, because um, I didn't do any time in Ireland when I was over there. I was in England, Scotland. But I want to go back to London and see soccer games. Um, so that's yeah, mine. I think too. that's yours too, right? For sure. For okay. And then sure. U.S. Hmm. I don't know. Probably Portland or Seattle, somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest, or like Charlotte. Uh, Somewhere in Carolina. Here, Carolina is really cool. Um, I've never been to New York City. I don't have a big desire to go there. I'd rather go to Boston or Philadelphia. Both of those are on my list, higher than New York or LA. Um, But I'd probably say like Portland or Seattle.
1: Yeah. Pretty much all those. I really want to go to San Diego too. I haven't been there, and I've heard like it's fucking amazing.
0: San Diego is a lot of fun. I've been there a few times with my family. We're young. I'd love to go back. All right, so All right. this is a great one, and this is kind of on brand for us. The Cole Hager, Cole, another great guy who's usually in our live shows. If you you're skipped, Car- you skipped Steve's last
1: question. Any other names um, that almost became Chauncey?
0: No, I was pretty set on Chauncey. Uh, it was always like kind of a dog name. In the first picture I saw him, he was wearing a American flag bow tie. I was like, no, his name is Chauncey, and middle name Bosco, of course, Chauncey Bosco. There you go. Um, Nicole, and this is a great one. I love this one. Um, if you are if you were in charge of Coach K's game day attire, what is he wearing? He would personally play dress up with Coach Kline and put him in one of those purple Tiger Woods type uh, mock turtleneck polo thing. Or no, not the polo, the mock turtleneck with some gray uh, pants and some all black Air Force ones. So he's not giving Coach Kline a hat. What are you dressing up, Coach Kline?
1: I generally tend to like what he wears. I think he's got good game day attire. I probably wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, I mean, would just say no visors, yeah. ever. yeah, I, Which he I, wouldn't I, do that anyways, but never never wear a visor
0: so i I wouldn't change much because I like him going long sleeve uh, t shirt with slacks and i I would give him some you know like lavender air force one lows i like the idea of air force ones um but i want him rocking the uh, cats the script cats hat that's what i want to see him doing.
1: i would give him game day. i would do crocs uh black cargo pants um a hawaiian a purple hawaiian shirt and then a bucket hat purple
0: there you go i like it <laughs> Connor Balthasar, which position do you – position group do we look at having had more – okay. What position group do you think is going (laughs) to end up being more successful, wide receivers or linebackers? I think it's going to be wide receivers. I'm starting to get a little bullish with the additional how and some of the stuff I'm hearing. I don't think the linebackers are going to be great. But I don't think they're going to be as bad as some people think.
1: I agree. Well, definitely wide receivers. I mean, they're going to have far more opportunity to pop than the linebackers are and linebackers are kind of just like a hidden quote unquote hidden position. I think I, I agree though. I don't think they're going to be nearly as bad as they say. They're not going to be as bad as or they can't be much worse than they were last year. So whatever, I think we'll be all
0: right. Yep. Uh, SF wildcats one, any inside uh, knowledge you can share about new Nike attire coming out for the coaching staff.
1: So this no. is what I'm going
0: to say. And I'm, I'm not going to reveal my secret day job, but there is like folks don't realize the type of like logistical log jams that are currently happening coming from China where all of Nike's factories are to the US there's like port congestion like you can't even when stuff shows up to the west coast ships are having to wait like weeks to unload there aren't enough ships there aren't enough containers like it's going to be until like 2022 or 2023 that the logistical stuff Like coming from factories over in China to America is figured out. It is insane right now. So, even if there was new stuff, because honestly, there's usually like three or four new coaches polos. There aren't. I think there's maybe even one. Um, Even if there's going to be, it's going to be super late. So, yeah.
1: Also, I have absolutely no insider knowledge with Nike, really. I mean, kind of, but not really. Just, There's nothing new is gonna be with us for a while. For nope. I don't think anything the reason you just outside said, of
0: like color swap pants and decals are happening ever. I kind of agree, but whatever, it's fine. Um, I'm over it for now. SF Wildcats one pumpkin beer season is right around the corner. Yes, it is. What breweries will you be seeking out for this delectable treat? I, I went like wild last year and bought way too much pumpkin beer. I'm just gonna stick to the ones like I like, or if I'm at ITAP or if a local brewery's doing one, I'm gonna try them. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna get Schlafly's. I'm gonna get some Atomic Pumpkin. Uh, even like the Sam Adams uh, Jacko, I'm gonna try to get. I'm not gonna do all these weird O'Fallon flavors. I might just get their regular one because that's fine. Um, I might just get per- the Great Great Divide. <clears throat> they have a good pumpkin ale, but I'm not gonna go as crazy as i did last
1: year yeah we'll see about that
0: (laughs) once once the weather
1: drops 15 20 degrees you're gonna be like oh here we go i agree though i don't really i like my pumpkin ales to be pretty standard when they start fucking around with it it bothers me
0: although the atomic pumpkin, i know you didn't like atomic pumpkin as much as i I, did but i I, I,
1: I, that one didn't bother me that much i thought it was pretty didn't you
0: hate it the first time I don't remember.
1: I hated. Uh, there was one I did hate. Is the Atomic Pumpkin like a spicier one? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think it had it did
0: grow on me. Well, I but... really liked it, so we'll see. All right, uh, SF Wildcats one another guy who comes into our live shows again. We're going live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. God's time zone on Spotify Green Room. Which KC assistant football coach is most likely to have an incredible year? <laughs> and be at risk of getting poached. I think that every day Connor Riley is not an offensive coordinator, he's at risk of being poached. I agree. I think, I think he's Riley's, the only one.
1: I, I, he's, I think he's our best assistant currently by far.
0: I am going to say <laughs> this, and I, th- I think it might be inhibited a little bit because I think his son is on the team. But I think Van Malone, especially with the rise of HBCU football and all the work that Van Malone does with some of these coaching groups uh, in the African-American community, I actually think that Van Malone might get one of those high-profile HBCU head coach jobs. I think yeah. that's a possibility. Or And he's, hell, he's the assist, associate head coach, too, and he's very charismatic. So – I think he might make a co- like a jump to like an FCS head coach or something like that. If he wants that. Um, but I think, I think Connor Riley might get a pretty good offensive coordinator job at the O-line looks good this year. Agreed. So, a uh, state football fan. Am I naive to think that not much more will happen with realignment would be dumb for the big 10 to expand already, uh, they already make more than everyone. No one outside the remaining eight would join the pack and the ACC has a bad TV deal. Getting UT and OU was the move that already happened. And then had a follow-up scheduling alliances are likely, but I just don't see the value in the other power five conferences, trying to counter UT and OU move with further expansion since no move would come close to that. So I think there's some validity to that, but I think the biggest thing that could happen, I think that the TV deals and the media legitimately want to kill off Big 12 um, all because of money. I think that they saw the Big 12 as the easiest to kill off because of geography and unstable uh, leadership, unstable membership. Mm. It would save ESPN and Fox a ton of money if they could just get the Big 12 to die. So they might press on the Pac-12, they might press on the Big Ten to say, hey, take a couple teams, kill everything else off, let everyone else scurry to the uh, American or Mountain West. Um, that's my fear now. And especially with the scheduling alliance that the Big 12 isn't going to be part of, I think that there is an actual conspiracy and you can like put me on InfoWars if you want. I, whatever, I think there's a legitimate conspiracy by the tv companies and the media companies (laughs) to kill off the big 12 to save money by not having another power five conference and i think that might be the reason why you see one or two teams go to the Pac-12, 12 one or two teams go to the big 10 just to kill off the big 12 so that's my conspiracy theory
1: right now i mean yeah i agree with basically everything state football fans said i agree with with you when you say that pretty much the validity to any of that but, man, I mean, with the chatter and the overall kind of mood of the media and everything that comes out every other day, I mean, fuck. There's no way that I can confidently say that, like, yeah, probably nothing else is going to happen because I was wrong big time before, so. Well, and what's know.
0: funny is it happened so early, like, in, like this kind of feasibly happened, but I was saying it's going to happen in 2023, not 2021, but. Uh, yeah. Depressing. All right. Casey Railroader asked, and less depressing news, because I think this is a very valid question. Will Joe Irvin and Deuce Vaughn be the best running back combo in the Big 12 this year? They very well could. I think that there are a lot of good top end running backs, but I'm not going to pretend to know enough about the number two guy, Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma, or West Virginia, to be able to give an informed and intelligent answer. So I'm just going to say fuck yes, and it won't be even close.
1: I love it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll get on board with that. Why not?
0: Yeah. Um, is the offense good enough to win a few shootouts this year, Casey Railroader?
1: Yeah. Sure. Why not? We'll yeah. find out. I mean, the offense wasn't very good last year and we won. Did we win any shootouts?
0: The Oklahoma game not was really. kind of, Well, the Oklahoma game was more of like a scramble from behind. So I don't know if that's a shootout.
1: Yeah. Baylor was kind of a shootout and we blew that. Um, but that was on the D. That was on the D. Yeah. We scored think, enough at enough in that game to fucking win. And it was in the D's hands.
0: Yeah, I but I think we're I think it's good enough. Um, we're going to CJ Kirsch, um, coming down to the last handful of questions. What's your favorite tailgate food? What's your favorite tailgate beer slash drink? So I think we've done versions of tailgate foods before, but like for a morning game, like they're like if you go to a good tailgate that has like some pre-made breakfast burritos and foil and then it's,
1: it's uh, classic
0: up, like on a grill feeling good uh those that's really good um that's good biscuits and
1: gravy is always very easy and
0: but that's a little bit a tougher. staple
1: but you just have to you have it all basically made you yeah. just warm up the, the gravy well
0: no and... i know but i was gonna say tougher to eat like it that's eh. a little bit tougher to eat um But, like, breakfast food, I, like, honestly, like, breakfast food more than anything. But, like, honestly, after that, classic brat with mustard.
1: Brat, dogs, burgers, any of those. Yeah. With, yeah, Doritos.
0: So, that's... I do
1: love, I do love a nice uh, assortment of dips. Um, French onion dip, my mom will make and bring that, and it's always very good. Um, And there's always, like, a a corn dip. I don't know Um, what... It is specifically, but I always like it.
0: Stay away! I don't do that. All right, and then beer slash drink. So I used to like be like just ethic, go hard, like in craft beer beers. But it's like okay, if it's super cold out, maybe a stout, maybe a pumpkin beer. If it's not like a bull, the the Boulevard Easy Sports, you can drink like three or four of them. You don't feel crazy. sick. It's tasty. That's like my go to go to one
1: i don't know i don't really have a go-to i feel like i mix it up every time it depends i try I'm, i feel like i'm gonna go easier though because the problem is i guess i don't have to drive back to kansas city now but still driving back to lawrence and that's the problem it's like I don't, it's, the
0: same, it's the same metro
1: it's like that's a good point so pretty much are driving back the same spot aren't we yeah
0: exactly. i don't know exactly.
1: I, I don't have a go-to um it depends if i'm hyped if we're six and zero, if we're five and zero, and I'm driving up for game day on uh, against Iowa State, vodka. then I'm fucking, you know, I've got whiskey, Coke, and it's, I'm, I'm getting them lit. So I don't know. I don't really have a go to though.
0: Yep. Uh, what are you most excited about for this upcoming season? What are you most nervous about? I'm just excited for football. And I'm just nervous. This is the last power five season we're going to have. I mean, I, I don't know if he was wanting position groups or anything like that, but I'm just excited football is back. But I'm nervous. This is our final year of power five football.
1: I think that pretty much hits the nail on the head. Definitely nervous that this is the last year. I'm super excited to be traveling to Arlington though. I think that's going to be great. I haven't been to a neutral site game in a pretty long time. Um, and that's just going to be, overall, a good, like, weekend trip. Um, super excited to be back in a stadium that has full fans, even though I did go to one sporting game. But this is going to feel different, and I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm nervous we start out 0-1 also. Very, very nervous for Stanford. I'm, like,
0: legitimately nervous for all three non-con games, but that's uh, – I love it. Yeah uh b9 tumor <laughs> do you, first off do you get this reference no okay so he asked have either of you slept a whole night on a waterbed uh would you ever finance one so this actually comes from when i was raging pretty hard about the media and the big 12 some like fucking blog or something quote tweeted me and i didn't even see it saying like oh scott wildcat's mad because he's getting his waterbed repossessed because he missed a payment on it like, someone was trying to dunk on me. That's like, – yeah. I've never like, slept on a waterbed. No, neither have I. It's like some blue check, like, whatever. Like, I get the reference. I get you're trying to make a joke, but whatever. Okay, uh, last handful. Uh, what are your plans while in Arlington? Where can all k meet up to party before and after the game? That's from Boone underscore 1899. I think, or pr- probably one i am guessing he's young. I don't know. I think most people are going to be at Texas Live before and after the game. I think I'll be there uh, that Friday night because I'm with a bigger group. I think you're doing a lot of family stuff, some more low-key stuff the night before. But I, I think Texas Live is going to be pretty lit um, mm-hmm. most of the weekend. I, I, I think that'll be a fun spot, especially if we win the game there's going to be a lot of other college
1: football games on. I think Texas Live is going to be the spot. Texas Live for sure will That's be the only spot, the spot in Arkansas,
0: Arlington if, before if,
1: and after the game. And it's got – it's it's cool. It's very cool. I mean, it's basically a, the Texas light. version of Power & Light, which means it's absolutely enormous. And after the game, no doubt going to be a hopping spot.
0: Unless we lose, then I'm going to be depressed. You lose,
1: I'm driving home that day. Fucking yeah. get me out.
0: Uh, Powercat Ryan, do you think Stanford will have success bottling up Deuce because they know firsthand how teams tried to defend uh, Christian McCaffrey? They might mm. bottle him up, but I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's going to be the reason why.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I mean, Chris, Christian McCaffrey left like six years ago, almost five years ago. Um, and I mean, I, I guess I didn't watch Stanford all that much. Outside of the game that we played them, but he is like he even us. is he even like a comparable player style wise to Deuce? Well, I mean, he was just I like just, a jack of
0: all trade Like he returned yeah. kicks, he caught passes, he ran the ball, but I don't think that'll have any bearing. Yeah,
1: on but he but he's like nowhere on even close to Deuce's level. So yeah, exactly. Good luck, good luck. It's like it's like you know they had a middle school player, but they're trying to prepare for an all-state senior, so I don't really, I don't really get the comparison there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alex Pogue, who, he's a great dude. I've, I actually sat with him and his crew for the U.S.-Canada game in Children's Mercy Park. Uh, if you were solely in charge of conference realignment with no restrictions whatsoever, but in exchange, I would say Twitter got to rename Chauncey Bosco. You must use that name from now on. Do you take that deal 110%? Uh, I love uh, yeah Bosco. I love the name um but yeah sure like I mean easy
1: what, what's a name that they would name him that would like be so shameful that you I mean I mean slurs like there's like if they named him a slur then yeah that would I would still could be it, a problem just, for you
0: I wouldn't ever like say his name like yeah you would just be it would be just call him like buddy take or something to the take him into the vet Hey, what's your name? Like, that would be the only...
1: Doesn't have only a name. The,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that would be shameful. Every time I had to switch vets. Um, but outside of that, I'd just be like, buddy, come here, boy, good boy, that type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, easy. So, here's my question to you. For that same thing, would you let them rename Jack? But, like, I'll put the caveat of, like, yeah. no, no slurs. slurs. <laughs> yeah, like, no slurs. Like, rename him anything, ah. but it, like but it wouldn't have to be, like, it would have to be normal, like, not a name he'd get beat up. Like, would you rename Jack to Matt Campbell Copeland if it meant you got to do conference realignment and it was in cement, it could never change again?
1: (laughs) Probably. I mean, that's not a terrible name, actually. I mean, really, that's not a terrible name. There's already, I have an uncle, Matt. My brother, my dad's brother is named Matt. So Matt Copeland, that's already a thing. Um, You
0: always had to call him Matt Campbell.
1: And like, Campbell, that's kind of a cool middle name, so I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And you know what? I would probably just call him Jack still. He could be legally Matt no, Campbell. No, but, then, but then if
0: you do that, you die.
1: Well, R.I.P. I got <laughs> life insurance. I got the best life insurance ever. So they'll be they'll be better off, man. They're gonna be they'll be rich now. So
0: and, and the cats will have a great conference.
1: Cats will be, yeah. So they're set. I mean, yeah. yeah, probably. That's a pretty. Amazing. I have to call him. I, I hate that dude. I. It's not that I hate the name Matt Campbell Copeland. It's that I hate parents when they say uh, a first and middle name together. That pisses me off so much.
0: So do you, Does it piss you off when I call my dog Chauncey Bosco?
1: No, because he's a dog. But like, I feel like growing up, I I like hated when parents like a kid was in trouble and they would say his first and middle name. It drove me absolutely insane. I don't so know why so I like associate trouble, with that with like white trash people. I don't know why. It doesn't make trouble, sense. Did,
0: did they ever just go with Malcolm instead of Grant? Like, no, I didn't get in trouble. I was the
1: last kid. They didn't. They were oh, like, okay. they didn't they, care. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say what? Okay, no, that four kids,
1: and I was like, there's a fairly big age age gap there. So like, I was just doing whatever I wanted. They, and they would call me Grant. They would just be like, it would definitely be Grant which is another, which is very stupid. Another thing I hate, and this is my personal experience is when, uh, parents name their children something, and then they call them by their middle name, which is what, which is my life. It doesn't make sense. Don't do that to your kid.
0: Yeah. Then they have
1: to deal with that forever, professionally at school. It's very annoying. It's weird.
0: So don't do that. Yeah. My, uh, grandfather, Good old uh, grand, grandpa Al, Alan's namesake. I, I think that was his middle name. I'm pretty sure his first name was Arthur, but he went by Arthur. Arthur's, Al, a, Arthur's
1: Al. a cool last name. He should have gone by Arthur. I love that yeah. name.
0: Well, then back in the old days of caller ID, like when it pop up on your TV or on your landline, it was always AA. I was just like, oh, yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. Go with the initials. All right, final question <laughs> from Brennan Dell. When is the next Ring of Honor induction? Not sure, and who is it? So, who is it is a good question. Then uh, we'll do that one. I think the next one has to be Tyler Lockett. I agree because he was a consensus All-American, and again, I well, they do. Are stuff. they gonna do it
1: four at a time? Like I don't know. the next induction? Do we have to pick four?
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I would like to see. Tyler Lockett in there, 100%. I'd like to see Colin Klein at there at some point. I think Ty Zimmerman deserves to be up there. He was a four-year starter. And I don't think Ty Zimmerman a lot. has even
0: a shot.
1: I think that's crazy. He was, Wasn't he first team, all Big 12? I, I like Ty Zimmerman. I only say that because I watched an old game with him recently, and I was like, I, damn, I, I forgot about him. Ty Zimmerman. was so good.
0: I had, I had multiple classes with him. I hung out with him. When I I randomly see him just places and he still talks to me, Um, I love him. But like I don't I don't think he had like a first team, all American. Well, you don't
1: have to. You don't have to after reading the rules recently. I know, but but he okay. He
0: was like a two time second team all American. But I just I don't know, man. I I'd like
1: to see Arthur Brown in there. I think that's a better shout. That's from that generation. Um, that's the four I would do, like, kind of from Snyder 2.0. <sighs> um, previously? Shit. Good question. Josh Buell? Was he an All-American?
0: Had to be. I'm not going to look up his bio. Actually,
1: yes. Uh, who, uh, um, there's a ton of players that, you know. And like that's not even to say, a shitload of players before. Actually, I'm not going to say it before Chris Canty, no chance. Who's even in the fucking Aren't We've got Gramatica, Bishop up there.
0: How many? How many two-time first-team All-Americans? I would, would be all for Chris Canty being up there.
1: Um, I don't know, man. There's a bunch. I feel like I could rattle off ten players that pretty
0: much deserve to be up there. And I'm all for I I like it being <laughs> like a smaller list, but the fact that you have like, you know, Lynn or, you know, you have Sean Snyder up there who's a punter and like no shade at all to Derek or David Allen, but he's like a return specialist. It's like we have some of those up there. It's, it's not like it is for the men's basketball team when you look up there and you're like, yes, yes. Th- there's like an actual standard up there. Like I get it. Snyder was a, consensus all-american punter and david allen was a consensus all-american returner but it's just like ah, eh, just put if you're putting those dudes up there i mean you might as well put morgan burns up there too he was electric he was electric and then his final one and this is the last question who in the big 12 is going to be the biggest overachiever and underachiever <laughs> this year um i think overachiever cats underachiever cyclones
1: love it cyclones are going seven and five Oh, God. the record is getting worse every time I bring him up.
0: This is going to be like a non-safe for work podcast in a pornographic sense if Iowa State goes seven and five. <laughs>
1: uh, it would be so good. I think we could dedicate an entire 60 minutes just talking
0: about that. Oh, 100%. 100%. So that wraps up our August QA. Again, uh, we did it early. Um, we could have we could have talked more about like press conferences and all the coach speak that has gone we'll on this to week, stuff. but this was more fun. This was more fun. Uh, we're going to go live um, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We're going to finish the over and unders for the entire Big 12. Um, you never know who might pop in. Spotify Green Room, 7 p.m. Um, We got uh, on Tuesday, our Blitz Week, we're going to have Grant Flanders. He talks actually a lot about K-State basketball, kind of a summer K-State basketball uh, show, and then talking K-State football. Then we got Colin Settle, who is literally dominating the sports journalism world at a student level. Then we'll have our live show, and then Grant has a handful of guys he might be reaching out to, so we'll see who he ends up grabbing for that show on Friday, but blitz month continues on football. Is almost here. Folks. It's going to be, it's going to be a ball. I can't wait.
1: That's great. Countdown is on 19 days. Let's go. I'm excited. Let's go. Folks meet me at the cat head.
0: It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel it coming on for Kansas State. The feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our fine is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the